0: welcome to fucking candy land hosted by rampage and gemini
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Candyland.
0: Hello. So we are neck deep in Gemini season. Our baby is one years old. And we just want to say thank you for making it to this episode. I know a lot of people have mentioned they're starting from the beginning, they're going to start over. So it's going to take you a while to get to this moment. But for those that have been listening, keeping up with every week's episode, just really being there, um, it means a lot. It doesn't go unnoticed. I know sometimes um, when you hear someone venting or airing out dirty laundry, it can seem as if they're ungrateful. So I just want to really amplify, like we have so much gratitude for the people who really see what we're doing, see that our mission is authentic and genuine, and see that we really are just trying to help people. I know a lot of people reached out. They're like, I can't believe someone would try to say that about you all. You've helped me so much. And there's been so much support and positive feedback from other people through all of this tower energy, but I really feel like I have never felt better. Gemina, how are you feeling?
1: I feel good. And actually, I was finding that when I was going live, there were people who were like, oh, I listened to your episode of Lollipop. Like, wow, I've been going through the same thing. So people relating. But then also I had people that were... Um, like content creators talking about like wow like my character like people are really saying lies on me and like it goes against my character we're upset and I was like go and listen to these episodes there are two episodes like go listen to these because we just experienced this too and like it's all about the way that you react and you respond and how you you process things right because there are very different ways that people can go with processing their shit and it can be like to be reclusive and like go through it and be overwhelmed i guess there's multiple ways you can do that you can be the person that's like making videos calling people out by name showing your screenshots showing your proof of everything to like say your name but or like like save your name but to me When you go out and you're like trying to prove something, then it just attracts more people into drama that they'd never even knew about. Whereas you're just like, if you're like, like the way that we did it, hey, this came up, if you know about it, this is what's up and move on and whatever. So I feel fucking good. You and I have so much going on together right now, like hate on bitches and watch us fucking elevate.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I feel like I can tell where just this energy around me at all had really heightened my sensitivity to like, just emotion and even just like negative emotion and just like random negativity that like I was being exposed to. So I feel so much better to like completely remove anything and everything that was disrupting my peace. Like no amount of money, no amount of connection, no amount of community is worth my personal peace. I will completely go into hermit mode without any further ado and just cut everyone off. So I'm really proud of myself for just restructuring things, really elevating the way that I was doing things in my community and just in general so that I wasn't letting all of this affect my personal happiness. Cause I think that's where a lot of um, people are unhappy in their personal life is because they take work home with them and they're constantly working or they're constantly feeling some type of way. And I feel like deep down um, with a personal business, any business that you work on and you are the sole person that runs the, the shop, you will be sucked into working all of the fucking time if you let the universe do that because you're consenting to it. You're agreeing to it. And I think this was just a reality check on like needing to have more work and life balance that I can't just make friends with everyone just because they share my shit or, or shop with me. Like, I love you all. And I think everyone's amazing and has their own beautiful path. But no, like no getting close to me for personal gain like I am very much on my p's and q's about people who want to disguise themselves as support and then later turn on you it's kind of like the guy in your inbox it's like hey beautiful how are you hey beautiful let me take you out to eat and then by the end of it he's like fuck you bitch I mm. hate you, or whatever like I feel like it's the evolution of that like people that like worship you and think that you've hung the sun moon and stars eventually start not liking you the more they're not doing the work because they're creating competition with you they're creating separation they're creating well they're on this level and i'm on that level energy and i just don't like that like i don't want that around me i don't want those people trying to disguise themselves as community members or friends you know the thing about a community is not everyone's going to be besties and it's cool if you become friends with people but when it's for the sole purpose of personal gain so that you have a personal therapist or someone that you can confide in but it's only for personal gain like that's strange to me like I would never and I could never
1: I don't even think that people necessarily do it on purpose either I think that a lot of times if people are Like people, you can say idolize or whatever people that are in a position that they would want to be in, right? Like there are other people you'll look up to somebody and you have this image in their mind. And I think that people, I think that homegirl did it with you too, when we went on our trip or did it with us when we went on our trip. And that's why, you know, it was fake or whatever is because people idolize a version of you that they see online or that they, you know, have an in light conversation with you And then they actually get to know that you're a human being and a person and you have things that go on in your life and you get annoyed by shit and you have boundaries and, you know, all of these things and that you have expectations of people in your world. And then I think that that's when all of a sudden the, the, like, flip switches for them where they're like you're not like this thing over here that I had on a pedestal you're a real fucking person you can't just fix all of my problems with a reading I have to still do that you know
0: yeah and that's unfortunate as like a mentor a teacher and like a friend you do develop like emotional connection with people when you are growing and going through very traumatic and personal issues with people and so I think it's inevitable to create a connection I just think that all of these lessons have taught me that there has to be a better boundary because I am so sensitive that these people even though like you said they're not doing it on purpose there's still some type of motive underneath it all in my opinion and it's like you know people say like oh you know birds of a feather flock together you know what I mean like if there's someone that you want to be like what better way than to be their friend and to learn from them one-on-one or whatever and I think that's where like people have tried to direct that projection onto me and you like with the whole well Jim and I did that and then you did that like who did it first, or you know, like just goofy little bullshit that people try to stir up between us? I feel like people do that because that's a projection of their own insecurities and their friendships that they're really not used to being around people who inspire them or who are doing better than them. And so it's intimidating. It can be intimidating.
1: Well, we've had it from day one with the podcast where we've gotten comments about, like, do you like, did that annoy you when Gemini said that? Or like, Are you two, like, actually, like, friends like that? Like, oh, Paige doesn't get annoyed that, like, she's super nice and, like, you're mean about everything or whatever, which I don't think that I am, but whatever. But we've had that from day one, and I really think that, like, it's just, I don't know. I really think that people don't think that, like, our friendship dynamic would work. And so they try to put something on it. I'm like, it's literally not a show. Like we, we don't give a fuck. We build together. We build separately, independently doing our own thing and getting inspired. And that's what like friendship should be. There's a podcast that I listen to because I'm a girl who likes trashy reality TV. And, um, one of the real housewives started a podcast with somebody else and the, um, the one of the girls is just a super supportive friend and she is not that she won't call you know her friend out on stuff but she's just a very supportive person and they're reading comments that they've gotten in like reviews and stuff of like oh well it just comes off really ass kissy because you're just so supportive of everything that she like says or that she has going on in life and the episode today they're like are we not supposed to be supportive people like is that not being a good friend what kind of friendships do you have where if your friend is treating you well they're kissing your ass like she goes I tell my kids all the time that they're beautiful and smart and intelligent is my nose stuck up their fucking butthole no I'm just like, you know, supporting my kid and like cheering them on is what you should be doing. I
0: mean it's really rare that people are getting equal energy exchanges in their relationships and so when they see people who are coming at it from a perspective of like well Gemini is good at this portion and Rampage is good at that so they work well together like people are scared of that and like very triggered by that because they don't know how to work well with other people they need to to partner off or to seclude themselves or they need a leader to follow that whatever and I just can't get behind that shit like there can be a million people doing exactly what I do but they're just not doing it the way that I'm gonna do it they're not gonna convey the message like spirit's gonna give you the message whether it's literally on some junk mail or on your timeline or from a person at waffle house like it doesn't matter spirit's going to give you the message at all times if you're ready for the message but if you don't do anything with that message you may get the same message over and over again from a reader from someone who's very talented from someone who's very tapped in because guess what baby you need step one to complete step two, to go to step three. Like you can't just be like, okay, well, I got the message. Okay. But what did you do with the message? How did you embody the message? How are you working with this information to get where you want to be rather than looking around to the outside world? A lot of people just need to look inward about the issues and problems that they're having and stop pointing fingers.
1: Well, yeah. And, and that's an important thing because we're always, Everybody's getting like spirit downloads, right? Like direction that you could be going, ideas that pop into your mind. The difference is being somebody who actually pays attention, listens to those messages, and does the things. And that's a huge part of manifesting, too. You know, we're always talking about like manifesting things and making things happen. And that origination of manifesting something is that idea popping into your head, that like little vision of I'm going to be on a 40 acre property with a pink and black house next door to rampage. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it starts with like that vision and then being like, okay, now I'm going to put the steps in behind it. And something that you had said, um, that I really loved, actually, I was thinking about it today was when you and I were talking about um, our new Patreon tier. And we were like, what do we do? Like, what do we charge for that? What do we make the amount? And you're like, literally, people go and spend hundreds of dollars a month on trainers. And the trainer doesn't even do nothing for them, except like, you know, remind them to go and drink some fucking water and whatnot. And this is something like people are actually like getting something out of if they like put the steps in and like, we'll be there to show up. And I really, I loved that analogy because I think that a lot of people will invest money, time, energy, or money or time into something and be like, okay, I'm going to hire this trainer and I'm going to manifest that I lose a hundred pounds. But then they never talk to the fucking trainer. All they do is pay every month. They go on a walk every now and then, um, and then wonder why there's not results. And it's the exact same thing spiritually. Like if you're you can have all the guidelines, you can have the coach, you can have the mentor, you can have the person being like, fucking put the bag of chips down and eat a banana. But like, if you don't do that, then it doesn't work. And I use that analogy, because hi, it's me, I've paid for the trainer and been like, you know what, I really don't want to do any of that. Um, So you know, I like the analogy because it hit home for me.
0: Well, I mean, I think that the thing about the trainer is they give you the tools and then watch you use the tools. Like the thing with a spiritual practitioner is like, I can give you the tools, but I'm not going to be there whenever you're triggered by your boss, or I'm not going to be there when you're triggered by your partner or your mom or your friend or your sister or whoever. Like, I'm not going to be there in those triggers. The thing about a trainer is yes, people pay astronomical amount and they either go or they don't go they either do the nutrition or they don't they either get the results or they don't and people are really okay with throwing money at a trainer and not doing the work I think that was more of my analogy not like that trainers don't do anything because
1: I think that's not what I meant but yeah I get
0: but I didn't want anyone listening to be like what you know to take what we said and spin it or anything so just to clarify it's more (laughs) of like the trainers like okay here's all the tools and now use them But like with a spiritual person, like they can tell you what your best goal or what your best um, spiritual gift is or whatever spirit is conveying to them at that moment. But like I said earlier, if you're not ready to receive, if you're not ready to absorb, if you're not ready to embody that energy in your vessel, it is going to go in one ear and out the other. That's why they say to like certain levels of things like, you know, it was right in front of my face, or it was there all along, you know, it's always the things that are there all along. And I think that's why people get so triggered when other people are free of those burdens and chains. And the real newsflash is like, only you can free yourself. Like, you can tell other people how you freed yourself and what worked for you. But ultimately, you have to do the work to free yourself. So if when someone is celebrating or congratulating or excited and you're upset or triggered or envious or jealous, then that is a you problem. That person should not shine any less because it would make you feel more comfortable. Like that's the thing that people don't understand is a lot of how we feel about what other people are doing is a true projection of our own fears Or thoughts or feelings or insecurities and i think that you know with spirituality it's became very trendy but also at the same time it is very freeing so when you see those people who are living their best life and doing whatever they're doing and embodying that frequency it's because they've chosen embodiment they're not trying to seek something outside of themselves they're not trying to put all the work onto their partner, their mentor, their friend, their teacher, like they're embodying the responsibility that it is to embark on the spiritual journey. That is the road less traveled.
1: Okay. Come through with it. Getting inspirational. Getting inspirational. No, I, I am. I always say like, I like everything that you said. You did? That's just because I'd be listening to you and then I'll just be sitting here drinking my coffee thinking about your words and I like have so many things in my mind that like I'm agreeing with you when you talk and then you stop talking and I'm like oh wait I was like waiting on the edge of my seat for more. I don't remember what I was saying.
0: I love how spirit works though because the thing with a podcast is it's so like potent because it's so raw and unfiltered. Like even if a podcast was scripted, which I know most people's are not, it would be very hard to follow that script as a conversation flows, you know, and that's what I love about a podcast and why a lot of people think it would be easy, but it's not actually easy. It actually Hmm. takes a lot of work. And I don't know. I think that we were underestimated and now I'm about to really just say out loud like how much further we have to go but we are celebrating like making it to this milestone because a lot of people any people anything we start something and stop quicker than we keep going and it sucks because if you keep that original passion and drive alive you will get so far on your destination it's just that whenever it's not happening as quickly as you want people give
1: up. I think too, an added thing. And this comes from like, I have my so a solo podcast, right. And it's a totally different thing. When you have a podcast that you co-host with somebody else, you have like everything that you want to do to grow your business, what you want to manifest happening for you guys, the way that you want things to look aesthetically the, like every, what you're going to do with the money that comes in every single little thing you have to have somebody as your co-host who you're like one. I trust you. Two. We're gonna make similar business choices. Three. If you have a suggestion and it's something that I don't really necessarily want to do, if I see you're passionate about it, I believe that you're gonna like have it in your hands and that it'll be great. Like we have to have that back and forth. And something that you and I did too was we really sat down before we even started the podcast and we're like what are, what are you good at? What are you good at? How are we going to, who's going to be in charge of what, what are we going to be doing? And I think that that helps those conversations and us like structuring things really help in the long run with stuff. See, this is why I got to do like the podcast training. I'm over here. Like I can help you and your (laughs) co-host.
0: Well, the thing about a podcast, it like does take dedication, but once you unlock that passion or you unlock that new wave of you know frequency and communication and abundance and transparency to the world it's like there really is no going back the when you open the doors to your spiritual abilities there's no going back that's why they say like once you see it you cannot unsee it so I think that a lot of the times some of that anger or some of that resentment that people project onto you or whatever, it's coming from a place of their own discomfort and their own, you know, internal ultimatum where they are like, we need to make changes, but instead, this is so familiar. This is so easy. We can just keep doing the same thing. And, you know, that's what's crazy about it is like when you are on your own journey, it's uniquely yours. And eventually you just stop worrying about what anyone thinks about that or what anyone is perceiving about what you are doing, and you just start doing it. And that's my advice for everyone. Like, just start doing it. Don't ask for permission. Don't ask for advice. Like, just start doing the things that you want to do, even if they seem hard or seem out of reach. Like, just do it anyways, because that's where you're going to get the most success if you just do the hard things today.
1: Something too that I've really, I've really been like learning and and trying to practice more is also keeping your cards close to your chest because not everybody that you think is rooting for you is rooting for you and you telling, you know, people what your next idea is, what your plan is, what you want to be doing Sometimes you have the person in your life that is like 100% absolutely, you know, down to the core is like fucking supporting you. And that's usually somebody who's been in your life for a long period of time and has proven themselves loyal. Um, but uh, more often than not, somebody has some kind of energy that they're throwing at what you're doing. Some kind of... Well, I wish I was doing something like that or yeah, good luck with that. Or even, even the, even somebody who does support you, just having the, the idea of that's going to be really difficult for you to do. Are you sure you're going to be able to do that? And the second that someone makes a comment to you like that, stop telling them your shit. That's not somebody who's supporting you. That can be your friend and they can support you in so many other ways. Don't share your business moves with them. Don't tell them about your relationship. Um, Keep all that shit to your fucking self.
0: I think, honestly, this whole experience that we've been going through collectively is more of a personal discovery experience with Saturn and Pisces. You having your Saturn return. So everyone, you know... This energy is about an internal journey. Pisces is a very intuitive energy that is very sensitive. It is a water sign. It is an emotional sign. It is the very 12th zodiac sign. So it accumulates everything that has came before it. Everything was built and then Pisces uh, came along. And I think that this is giving us the dynamic that just because we've rejected the emotions in the past we have every right to feel every emotion right now and every right to honor ourselves, whether that is good emotions or perceived bad emotions, but don't let people tell you how to feel like, don't let people tell you who you are. I think that's something that's really coming up right now. Collectively is like, don't let anyone define your character. Like you have to follow the golden rule. You have to do what's right when no one is looking because that is the only karma that really matters. It's like what you're doing behind closed doors is really going to come to the forefront. When things are hidden, they always come to light. So make sure your intentions for yourself and others are pure and and filter out the materialistic or, you know, egotistical ideas that you have about your life and where you think you should be. You know, when we remove attachment to some false timeline that they sell us every single day that keeps us trapped or that keeps us stuck that keeps us stagnant when we release the attachment to those cycles you are a master manifester you start breeding abundance you open the door to prosperity which is going to bring out the snakes and the foes and the rats and the people that don't want to see you shine but I think the cool thing about that is like it doesn't matter who doesn't want to see you shine when the divine's will knows that you're pure and that your head's above water and that you're doing things for the right reason
1: yep the i always just think like bunny gets so much fucking bullshit on her pages no matter how much and i texted you this no matter how much love positivity anything that she spreads she is constantly getting fucking haters and trolls and uh, i saw somebody made a comment trying to drag her for supporting somebody and was like oh and this is you know and now you're friends with that person and whatever and she is literally always just spreading love and light and gets that. So if somebody doing that on such a large scale can get hate, then, like, I kind of just expect it and laugh at this point and just know that nothing that we would do or say differently would change that.
0: Honestly, I don't really expect it because I'm not consenting to it. But I guess it's inevitable. <laughs> but I'm not going to expect it. Y'all can take that shit elsewhere.
1: For like, No, you can. Yeah, but I mean, but to be realistic, like... Yeah, there, You know what I mean? Like, there's there's always somebody who's unhappy eating Cheez-It, Cheez-Its and fucking jacking off in their mom's basement writing mean comments about people. And I just know that Sir Cheez-It's hands is eventually going to make their way, and it just won't ever bother me.
0: It's crazy that you brought up Cheez-Its, because I was just looking into that. They're, like, banned in Europe and somewhere else, and they have a lot of chemicals in them. And I was See? like damn that's crazy you know honestly I am just making peace with every single person place or thing that comes into my journey and like when it's supposed to be removed or when it's supposed to come in I have no attachment to it like you know of course we'll always just be human and like mourn the loss of a friendship or mourn the loss of a bond or a relationship or whatever it is But at the same time, I know in my heart that if it's leaving me or it's being removed, that I'm actually just 10,000% better off. And like, I know that that seems like whatever for some people, they're like, they hold on to things, but I'm not going to let people live rent free in my head. I'm not going to let situations, you know, obstacles, illusions, whatever it is. I'm not letting that shit live rent-free in my head. I'm just going to keep doing me and trying to be the best person that I can be so that I can be a good, you know, a good parent in the future, a good spouse, a good person, a good business person, whatever the fuck it is. Whatever it is, I'm trying to do it to the best of my ability. And the last thing I'm worried about is haters on the internet because that's all that is, is people who would never, ever say something like that to anyone's face. That whole
1: situation really made me just sit back and assess like actual life off of the internet because i was like look at all of the people around me that are in my daily life that know who i am as a person and would never speak about me this way describe me this way like people that know me and friends that actually know me and it made me i don't know just step back into reality a little bit differently so like i'm i'm really honestly, I'm glad that that situation happened. Like, I I mean, I'm not glad, but I am like, okay, cool. Got rid of energy that was literally just here to like feed off of creative energy and inspiration and like make it drained. And then distract me from putting myself into other areas of my life and like nurturing my marriage. And like, you know what I mean?
0: I agree. I agree. I feel so much gratitude in my heart for like the people that I have especially bonded with in real life or just in general in this on this journey and the people who are still there and the people who were there and the people who aren't there whatever it may be I just feel extremely grateful to just have experienced so much at such a young age. I just feel like Wow, like I have done so much at such a young age that I know that I'm like just at the tip of the iceberg of so many cool things that are like below the surface because now I'm really operating from like a heart space. And I mute every sound on my computer every time, but instead it just, it always does that. And like I mute it, I do everything I can do. But I guess it's just destined. It's like ding, ding from heaven. Yes, yes yes
1: we Me. barely even heard it it was just the very end piece really mm-hmm. yeah the the alert barely went off <clears throat> it should be bitch fun. i got a new phone for my birthday i'm talking to you on it right this minute
0: damn baby pop your shit look at it. you got the iPhone. iphone iphone
1: yeah i got the 14 pro brian i was sitting on the couch it was like four thirty. brian's like how soon can you be ready to go And I was like, um, I don't know, like, like, go where? He's like, well, we're going to leave here at six. I was like, okay, cool. And so I was sitting on the couch and he's like, so you may want to get ready. I said, that's in an hour and a half from now. He's like, oh, I'm at five. So I had 30 minutes to like, get ready. I was like, where are we going? And he didn't tell me. So over here, I like did my makeup, put a dress on and shit. We go to the fucking T-Mobile store. Um, But the girl the girl there was cute. He was like, I got you a phone. He's like, you're not going to spend the money on yourself. And so I'm going to spend it on you. Your phone's paid. Here you go.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Daddy, I love that for you. That's awesome. Got that camera, got that camera work.
1: Got that camera work. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I have more storage. You know what I was having to do, bitch? Every time I would download a video, I had to, like, upload it somewhere else and then go and delete it off my phone because I didn't have storage. And apparently they don't even sell the phones with that little storage anymore. So I got, like, a huge upgrade. Like, my dick feels so huge now with all this storage. I got to tell you.
0: Damn. She's going to capture a slow-mo of her uh,
1: son in her b-hole stunning her beetle we were we were talking uh okay so rampage joined my shadow queen's chat i'm i have been making an effort i don't know if you noticed to be up in the discord and like (laughs) i make comments and i'm not in there all the time but like i've been going in there at least once a day and um we were talking about uh butthole sunning because you can totally just go outside show your butthole to the sunshine and I guess you get like a bunch of different vitamins it helps like stabilizing your mood it's supposed to help you like recharge and um I sunburn really easily so I probably won't be doing it but you guys could google butthole sunning.
0: I just want to say that A side note, I saved a turtle yesterday and everyone is just flipping out thinking that I moved this turtle far away, but I didn't. We were literally at a park, a national park, and there was a turtle that just in my vision felt a little too far away from the creek. Not very far. He could have made it. Maybe he wouldn't have died. Maybe he would. It's hot. Maybe someone would have moved him. I don't know. But everyone thinks that I moved a tortoise and not a turtle. Or they're like, well, other turtles can't swim. Brother, I didn't just go launch him into the water. I set him on the bank (laughs) near the water and he lunged himself into the water and swam off. Okay, homie? Like, I didn't take him over the water and like seesaw him in. We dropped him very softly (laughs) on the grassy knoll by the water and honestly... (laughs) He was so dry, I don't think he had the momentum or energy to make it towards the water, but when he got near the water, he lunged every ounce of energy in, and he hit a rock, and it was with his shell, though, but he was fine because he lunged in. It wasn't like I threw him in, but people just want to be seen. Like, I can't even make a post that say I'll save the turtle without 19 people giving me they're building on the science guy fucking update, and I'm like, you do
1: have a really weird comment section, and it's either is. like rooting you on, or it's it's always weird looking dudes in your comment section that have something. I had to delete
0: to some comments recently because I used a filter, but talked about being real, and there was like 15 people that were like, there ain't nothing real about you. I have a filter on, like okay, I, wore, I had a filter on that you can tell is a filter. And I said something about being real, but I meant your personality, your morals, your ethics, not your looks. You can be fake as hell. You can go inject whatever. You can go do whatever. Just be real and don't lie and don't spread rumors or false bullshit to others. Don't be a
1: false prophet. That's it. Don't be a douche in the comment section. I mean, let's be real.
0: Don't be a 65-year-old guy in my comment section.
1: Yeah, but it's the same ones that are in your inbox, like, hey, I'd love to take you out sometime. I don't have a car. Um, can you come and pick me up? You know how often
0: that happens? How often people want to take me out, but then in that same sentence will <laughs> clue me
1: in that they don't have a vehicle. I know, that's why I you said it. It's unreal. Please me. know that if you have a failed attempt at picking her up, I get screenshots and literally it you know, makes I, my fucking day
0: i've just been blocking and repeat i've been blocked repeat because honestly i just don't i can't and i don't want to and i don't have to and honestly dating repulses me where i was kind of open to it now i'm just like hmm, i can't do casual dating it repulses
1: me dude you have the most wild stories it's I'm scary. like, oh, that's what's out there in the real world? That, ew, gross. It's
0: scary. And, you know, I love everyone all the same, but I've had several people write me today and just say weird shit to me, so I just blocked them. Like, I I love people being nice and supportive, but when you have, are, like, basically talking to yourself in my inbox and then have the audacity to ask me why I don't reply to you, like, no, I'm going to block you. Okay. You know
1: what? I... I get trauma dumps sometimes like it comes and goes in waves and it's been happening more. Like it's happening in my comment section even. And like someone will comment on a video and be like, Oh my God, I love this picture of you. It makes me think of the one time when I had a pet squirrel and then it got killed and my mom went and tried to replace it with a different squirrel. And I have deep rooted trauma. You know what I mean? Like things that I'm like, I don't give a single foot. How does this affect my life one way or another? You know it's
0: crazy. I think that a lot of people are like starting to see their own shadow, and they're starting to see their own darkness with this Pisces transit with Saturn for the next three years. People are really internally starting to see their shadow. That's what's being revealed. Um, it's gonna expose people who are not doing things that are above board and like things. And I just think like right now, people just want to be seen. And they want someone to validate their trauma responses and someone to validate their victim mindset. And they want someone to validate that, you know, it's okay to still be, I don't know, back on your bullshit when you're fucking 50, 45, 35. I don't know. Like, I don't know. You need to calm down. You need to heal. If anybody's using the back on my bullshit, yeah, you need to heal because deep down that's just rooted in trauma and it's a trauma response to go back to the same behavior that attracts negativity into your life and like you know when you make friends and you instantly trauma bond you think like oh my god this person was destined to come into my life or in a relationship and they're love bombing you and all of that like that's not healthy like it's not healthy to trauma dump on someone that you're just getting to know someone that you're just starting to be friends with like It's cool for trauma not to come up for several years in a relationship. It doesn't mean that you're hiding anything. It means that you're not that person and you don't need to like, just go right into every little detail of your trauma with every person that comes in and out of your life, because I think that leaves people fragmented you know what I mean like you're giving all this energy and, and trying to fill these little gaps within yourself with other people's love and attention and then when they leave you're like fragmented and I think that's where a lot of that was going on especially like in the last couple of months just in like everyone around me's personal life not just in my community but just people I know just in general a lot of people's shadows are coming to the forefront, like. Who you really are, when no one's looking, can be seen by those who want to see it.
1: Yeah. Also, um, with things coming to light, I just gotta give people advice on fucking messaging and screenshots. That shit lives forever, People will find a copy of some of everything that you have said at some point when you are sending messages with your fucking thumbs. You're posting things, you're writing things on sending text messages to people, whatever. Make sure that, like, that shit is stuff that you actually mean and want to represent you in the real fucking world because at some point people will like get their hands on that. The internet lives forever, and that's something too that when you're talking about like authenticity and trauma bonding and stuff like that I noticed that a lot of people that trauma bond they also as much as they like love that friend or whatever they'll also talk about that friend to other people or um, they'll say things to that person that they're like never in their wildest dreams would they ever want anybody knowing this information and it's so personal but then you have a trauma bond so then you share that and That shit lives forever. Conversations that you have over messages with people sharing about your life, always expect that that shit's going to come back out. So if you wouldn't want the masses to know, don't fucking share it over a message. Wait until you're fucking having a drunk, moonlit stargaze with your friend without your fucking phone. (laughs) Thank you. I mean,
0: this is just true. Like, as much as I want to say, like, be open and all that and connect with people, I also need to take a little you know, recipe or from the handbook or whatever. And like use that shit. Cause for real, a lot of people, they don't know how to act right. And they do talk shit. And like, if you have shared personal things, people think they can use that against you. Unfortunately for me, no one's going to use anything against me that I've shared with them because if I've shared it, I've taken its power away. Like its power is not in your hands because I'm clearly over it. Like, but if you're not over it, however, I wouldn't tell everyone because these people are not your friends and not everyone wants to see you heal because if you heal, you'll see that they're part of the problem or that you're going to outgrow them or that this trauma bond that you have with them will dissolve and then you have nothing left to bond on. I think that's what I learned with a lot of the people I was friends with over the course of my life. It's like, when I outgrew the things that we did together, or the activities that were detrimental in my life, the things that I did that were negative, the habits that I had that were not good for me, when I stopped partaking in those activities and doing those things, all of those people, not just one, all of those people fell off. And there was like, no going back. There was no like, oh my god, we're gonna heal and rekindle one day. Like, no, like, not at all. And I think that's what the really cool thing about life is, is like, there is this revolving door with like the will of fortune. And you never really know where you're going to be on the spectrum. But if you're playing your cards, right, like you said earlier, and not telling everyone what's in your hand you might win, but at the same time, like life is always going to test you. You signed up for obstacles. It's kind of like the Ninja warrior competition. Like, you know what I mean? Those people are strong as fuck. They've been training for this, but there's still things that are flying at your head and your ball sack and every part of your admin, (laughs) every part of your fucking shit. Okay. All All your shit see it and it's uncomfortable and I can imagine that
1: every time you say bad words or like inappropriate words it just makes me giggle because like that's just not you and like that like you're not usually the one to do it so then when you do it I don't know it just makes me laugh what? the way that you said ball sack <laughs> Yup,
0: that's it. That's what it does. And so I could imagine, like, if I had a ball sack, it would be uncomfortable if things were flying at it, even though I trained and prepped and watched it on TV and saw other people do
1: it. Couldn't prepare her ball sack? (laughs) Oh,
0: no. Oh, no.
1: I love it here in Candyland. Good
0: Lord. Good lord. That's one. That's a Jack Jack. That's a Jackie uh, trademark right there. Shout out.
1: Oh, the Juber. I freaking love Jackie. That, like, we've talked about her before, but she's just, like, the sweetest little, I don't know. I just can't imagine her. She's one of those people where I just literally can't imagine her being mean to somebody. And so, like, I know that, like, if she was upset with somebody or mean about something, like... It would be like a, a thing.
0: I just really like her because she has just a pure spirit and you can just tell when people are pure and they really just like only want to be themselves and add value in their surroundings. And I feel like she just adds value wherever she is. She's just a really kind and generous and sweet person. And I think everyone could be more like that. Even me, all of us. We all. I will
1: like... never forget. I swear to God, it's going to be ingrained in my fucking brain forever. That morning when we were in Moab and homegirl walked in after being gone the whole night, fucking who knows who, um, and comes into the living room. And like me and you were just like, like, we already had an Airbnb at this point. We're just like, go fuck yourself. And Jackie's over here. So I just want to know, like, how are you feeling? But why are you feeling that way? Uh, we never want you to feel that way. And like, the more that she would get interrupted the gentler and sweeter she was so that she could try to be like heard and as her like energy is going down and she's trying to be so sweet I just remember being so angry and like her polar opposite in the room and she's just so fucking sweet and then she goes yeah I'll I'll roll up I'll pick people up from the airport with a blunt in my hand I'm like at the airport she's like fuck yeah you gotta smoke where you go (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't even know the thing about it is like how could anyone be mad at Jackie and so I don't know I just don't know like Never. Everything, everything that was directed towards that trip to make us have a bad time really only made it more memorable and actually more fun I think honestly all those really crazy events really give us like so much foundation to our friendship that like I don't know it really brought us a lot closer when I think it was wanting or attempting to try to tear us apart it just brought us closer and I think that's a life lesson for everyone like the obstacles and the things that we go through that seem very daunting or whatever end up really being the big part of your story that becomes your testimony or your you know your energy that's like wow I learned from this I grew from this I elevated from this and that's what I think life's really been throwing our way is like as we've gotten closer more things have came our way but I think it's just because we're growing so exponentially that at the same time there has to be balance of like things that are not working and since everything's working really I think the outside forces were trying to dismantle a lot of that, (laughs) trying to dismantle things that were working.
1: I also am somebody where like, if things are going good and things are going smooth, I will like avoid change with it because I'm like, no, like, I like that, like, this is comfortable right now. I'm cool with it. But then I'll settle in a little bit too much. And so it's almost like I need like big events or changes or tower moments for me to be like oh I need like a perspective shift on this and like I need to be uncomfortable again because I thrive when I'm uncomfortable we thrive when we're put into a situation that's like you know supposed to like shake us or whatever we're like actually no and we're gonna take these pieces from it and elevate
0: Yeah. And I think that's what the rebirth process of the tarot is, is like letting life throw all of its challenges and all of its blessings and all of its glory your way and not rejecting any of it. It's not like, oh my gosh, I pulled the tower. I'm going to put it back. You need to have those moments that dismantle and disrupt that comfort zone or help you elevate from the stagnant complacent energy that is things when they start working you know what I mean like sometimes we do get complacent as humans and we resist change and I think that in my spirit I resist a lot of the changes um just kind of like on the global scale like I just absolutely just resent The whole like electric car scheme i think it's a scheme it feels like an mlm thing like we can't even fucking hold down the fort with the grids we have we don't even have solar on every home we need to seek help they're they're just need to check they need to check themselves it's just like the sell us more things we don't fucking need but that just triggers me and so i'm like i don't know there's like this part of my spirit that's very old that knows when you start changing things that are not fucking broken you start fucking shit up And that's always the problem with people is they're like, I can be innovative and I can create new solutions to old problems. But like, if it's not broken always, you probably should leave it the fuck alone unless you are ready for that moment you know what I mean like sometimes like we're not ready for tower moments and then sometimes we can invite them in and I feel like this was an invitation because I've been asking spirit for months to remove everyone everything this everything reveal it let it go release it like I've been asking especially the last literally like three four months since we started the moon circle it's really been deep about letting go
1: I also had been not only doing my own, but got a spell working done for me too about removing blockages from just specific areas that I realized in my life. I was just like, I just, I'm doing my own workings and whatever, but like, it's a lot of energy. Um, And as soon as that was done was when everything just started coming to light and not even just that situation, but just like different things in life and stuff. And I was just, I, I, can't even explain it I feel so much more like creatively inspired so much more energized so much like removed out of like almost a depression that I felt like I was in and just I don't know I think that an awareness of being energetically used where I hadn't realized it before and Now it's been like an opportunity to set new boundaries. There is no more like, I feel so deeply for you because you're like struggling. And so I'm going to just keep doing this for free. Like I, I can still feel that for you. I can still, you know, be a, like a, a person, but I don't have to like give of myself that way now in a way that I felt obligated to do before, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I feel so free. I feel like I have so much more time to think about me without random people, um, putting their expectations and obligations on me I am completely filtering my entire community with a fine-tooth comb and I've really found that I'm creating a more intimate space rather than it being for the masses which I think is important um I wanted to be that person that was showing up for everyone but now I've decided like if you don't show up for yourself you don't show up for your kids and your family you don't show up for your ancestors then what the fuck you want me Me to do for you like you need to work with what you have and you need to really be ready for the changes spirit wants you to make because if you're not ready you don't really need to contact me you can get the initiation reading like your first reading that kind of sets that catalyst off but if you're not ready for like phase two after phase one your initial reading and contact after like that moving into phase two and phase three and phase four, like if you're not ready for those steps, you're gonna have to work through those insecurities and fears on your own. Like I can't carry you through phase two, three, and four. Like by the time you get to phase five, you will just be so in tune, it wouldn't even matter. And people are like, what are the phases? I don't know. I just know that there's different phases and levels to this shit. And I could map them all out for you, but I'm tired of mapping shit out for people. Like it's either get with the program or don't and i think that a lot of people wanted the program to be like shoved down their throat and easily accessible on on demand and just whenever whatever on a sliding scale from free to whatever You know, and it's just like, I don't know, like I just can't and I won't. And so it's just like, if you're not ready to initiate your own changes, you're not ready for a mentor or you're not ready for what's next. Like you're not ready for what spirit's trying to show you because you're just going to keep getting the same messages from that mentor or that person until you implement it. And I know a lot of people can see the growth in three to six months of implementing the changes and implementing the work and doing the meditation and the journal prompts and you know a lot of that stuff that you're like oh I'll do it later and then you haven't done it in fucking three weeks you know like quit saying that you're going to do this stuff later and then looking at people who do it every single day in front of the camera and behind the scenes to do more for you
1: yeah we we share Now that I think about it, we share a whole lot of stuff on camera, on mic. Like, having a podcast is such a vulnerable thing. Like, every single week, basically, for the past year, we've sat here and shared like our thought processes on things and like our viewpoints on things and, you know, evolved from starting out with having guests to now we don't do guests at all and we just talk among each other. And, being able to have a conversation with somebody every single week and be able to find different topics that you can you know vibe on or share difference of opinions on that's not like an easy thing I'm really proud of us
0: I'm proud of us too because we show up even when it's hard and it doesn't make sense and I think if anybody who's worked with me personally knows that that's like my motto is like, just fucking show up, do the fucking work. We've been talking about this whole episode, but this is like something that I live by and I'm so passionate about it. And I know Gemini also is showing up in these ways and and really puts in the work behind the scenes to build just unique things for her community and just her her clients and it isn't easy and I think that's where it's easy to throw shade and it's easy to hate and it's easy to say whatever about someone who's doing something that you don't do but get up there and do it big boy big girl big whoever get up there and you know show us what you got because at the same time like if you cared as much about what you were doing as what other people do you're going to already be golden. And I think that's where I just get ahead and maybe Gemini as well. Like we genuinely want the best for people, but at the same time, I'm not going to like lose sleep over it or get all upset or be like, Oh my gosh, all this is going on and I should embody this trauma and feel this pain for this person. Like I hate that people are dealt some like crazy hands of cards, but like if anything spirit has told me about the spiritual journey is Our soul blueprint, as fucked up as that sounds, has everything in it, good and bad. And you don't get to just only get the good. You don't just only get the bad, but you can manifest more good or more bad. And you can work with the energies or work against the energies. You can be on opposite teams or you can be on the same team. But all of that takes self-accountability all of that takes a good look in the mirror to be like you know what I don't like the way I look I don't like the way I show up in the world I don't like what I do for work I don't like what I spend my energy on you know what I mean whatever it is and just being honest with yourself because a lot of the times we're trying to you know, please other people through all this. If we don't even know what the fuck we want, we don't even know who we really are. And I think that being vulnerable with each other through the podcast and like sharing this experience with an audience has really helped I know a lot of people first hand grow and elevate through things that they otherwise maybe would have had to experience themselves so congratulations for those that are taking notes and integrating because you can take all the classes read all the books and do all the things but if you're not integrating and embodying that energy you're always going to be pointing fingers or looking around or worried about what other people are doing and that's why I have no problem blocking and deleting people now where I used to feel some type of way feel like I was losing something I know for a fact I'm not losing anything because if it's being removed it's not meant for me and that's what I think this journey has taught me is like using your voice and putting yourself out there is a lot more than just pictures and a highlight reel this is the ups the downs the good the bad this is fucking menstrual week and whatever this is you know family drama neighborhood drama fucking whatever like this is everything all the time and I think that people don't realize what we put out there may not resonate all the time for everyone and it's not really supposed to it's more of a full spectrum of a journey and like you can support certain things people do and not everything they do but at a core level I've got to rock with you on just like what energy you're putting out and like what's in your aura and stuff. And if it's like drama and gossip and just fear and lack, I don't want that shit around me. Cause like, I don't want to be around people who are afraid to tip their server $20 because they're in lack or whatever. Like, I don't want to be around St. Coochie energy. So like, don't invite yourself to my table and then not even have what it takes to withhold, like withhold your end of the bargain. And that's just being loyal and, you know, honest and not spreading bullshit. So I don't know. I think everything that I'm learning right now about this journey is like people only want as best for you as they want for themselves. So the reason that I want such good things for all these people is because deep down, I know that I can achieve and it's attainable and it's going to happen. It'll just happen when it's supposed to happen. Um, but at the same time a lot of people they can't see that for themselves they can't see that for themselves so they hate that someone else is living in that freedom so if your existence if you're listening and your existence out there is triggering for people or you feel left out or you feel like a black sheep or you feel like you know exiled from your family or whatever It's probably because your existence is triggering for those people who want to stay complacent and stay stagnant and project those insecurities and limiting beliefs onto you and make you a problem. And when you're consenting and agreeing to that, or you're showing up to the event to argue with them or to have that drama, you keep that bond and that contract alive. So for anyone listening, like do a cord cutting, hire a witch to do some releasing spells for you, like protection energy, like cut off your mom or your sister, or whoever the fuck it is. Like, don't be afraid to remove the dead from your garden so that you can bloom and make space for what is thriving and what is growing.
1: That's really beautiful. And something that you had, um, mentioned shit, you were talking about, you were talking about other people's healing journey. I'll come back to it I totally had it on my mind that I wanted to mention because
0: um I said other people's healing journey is uniquely their own but a lot of people the journey that they're on it differs and so they project little things onto different other people who are on a
1: yeah oh oh uh uh Huge like lesson on healing journeys is learning how to commiserate with other people or recognize when other people are hurting and they're going through a situation and having compassion. That's the word. Being able to have compassion for somebody and understanding without you having to take their emotions on And try to solve a situation for them because one, that's like a superiority complex where you are like, you have to be Captain Save a Ho and like save the day. And two, it's never your situation. And all that you do is stress yourself out because, you know, if I'm going to take on, you know, all of the things that happen in Paige's life, I'm going to absorb anything whatever onto myself, because it just sucks so bad that she's going through something. There's nothing that I physically can do to change her situations. It's all about her making decisions for herself. So if I'm over here, like on that same energy frequency, then you don't have a friend who's helping you see things from another point of view, because I'm just in it sharing the same emotion that you do Through that friendship and that bond. And so when you have that healing journey where you're able to see that your friend is, you know, going through something or, or whatever, or feeling some kind of emotion, you don't have to then take that on to yourself because you're not able to help them heal and grow through that. And that's what a friend should be doing.
0: Yeah. It's like a support, but it's not like, okay, let me come down to your level and fill all this and absorb it and like, fuck that person. Like, yeah, like, you know, and fill all this anger. Cause like what a real friend should help you do is lead you to the conclusion that A, you're giving your power away. B, everything that's happening right now is out of your control. You know what I mean? If it's someone else involved, if it's another situation, if it's work, if it's the government, it does not fucking matter. It's probably out of your control. <laughs> like, and you harping on it and sending negativity towards it manifest negative. It manifests something to be negative about. And I think that real friendship is about listening to someone and not like offering, like you said, just advice and trying to like work through it for them. But just listening and, like, knowing that, like, releasing it is important, but not continuing to harp on it and breed and, and like, set in the negativity cesspool of drama and keep it alive. You know, I think that's what people don't realize is we keep things alive. The universe is trying to remove it because it's dead and the cord needs to be cut and, you know, the roots need to be pulled. But we're holding on to it for dear life when it's like gone it's it's done and I think that's what's really interesting about the changes that we're making right now is that we have to decide like okay that's enough like enough is enough I'm not tolerating none of that this friend always lowers my energy this person always brings drama in my life. This person's always negative. This person's always this. Fuck those people. Like, I'm sorry, but at the same time, you cannot save everybody. You cannot help everybody. And when I say fuck those people, you've clearly tried to help those people. The same, like, it's just like, oh, first of all, fuck those people. No, you've been probably trying to help those people your whole life at some point. And where is the line? You know what I mean? Like, where's the line? And that's where I was so open to building new connections that I was giving people the benefit of the doubt that they probably are not a great friend to the people that know them in real life, that like, if they were at a table in real life, people are not saying nice things about them. But instead of me harping on their shadow, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But the thing is, is like, I can give you the benefit of the doubt, but if your potential isn't in the room with us right now, then I no longer can see it because You got to go chase your own potential and like embody it. I can't lead you to it. People like want to hang out with successful people sometimes because they think that's going to rub off on them. But if you're a jealous hater or you just breed negativity, you're only going to be more negative by being around people who are doing things you want to do, but you're not doing them. And I don't like that energy. And I think that. The cool thing about the podcast with Gemini is like we've really evolved our friendship on a deeper scale of the more vulnerable things that we talk about because let's face it like you all don't just sit down with your friends and just talk politics and super like really intimate questions things and when I say politics I meant like internal politics like mm-hmm. the internal ins and outs of everything you believe like you don't sit down and talk real life politics with everyone you meet you don't walk up to the guy at the fucking hardy's or mcdonald's and start talking politics Probably not. So we don't talk about our feelings enough. We don't talk about intimate things and vulnerable situations enough. So I think that, you know, this week's lesson is like, be vulnerable and say what the fuck you mean. Stop letting people influence you with their unkept emotions. And there is such a thing as spiritual hygiene and the spiritual flu. Like you can be around people with stank energy and absorb that and it make you sick and actually have physical symptoms of sickness or headaches or whatever so you know be mindful of who you're letting in your energy because this Saturn and Pisces transit for the next couple years is just going to have everyone extremely heightened to their own internal shadow and internal rhythm and how to regulate that energy because not everything is puppies and rainbows so if you're shocked that everyone has a full spectrum of emotion then like you should check out your own sometime.
1: You should check out your own sometime. Um, And speaking about things that you're going to be putting your energy into and committing to and elevating yourself, uh, Rampage and I both have classes enrolling right now. So talk about your class first.
0: My class starts on Monday, June 5th, and it is going to be 12 weeks on Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern with a live recording placed in a Google Drive along with the slideshow from every class. Um, not everything in the class will be on every slideshow, but I have worked really hard to make these slideshows so aesthetically pleasing. It's one of the most beautiful creations I've ever made. There is homework every week. It is going to get you committed and in tune with your spirituality. Over the course of two weeks, we will have two Q&A questions on dates that are to be announced that will also be included. So there's 14 sessions total. And yeah, it's going to get popping. We're going in from the beginning of spiritual ethics, energy work, um, protecting your energy, clearing your energy, things like that. And then we're going to move into meditation, like how to meditate, how you can clear your mind, how you can open your heart moving into like confidence and all of those good things like just really doing the full scope and then we're going to dive into every tarot card and really bring it all the way down to the basics of tarot with sources that you can reference that I'm gathering information from so like you can go check out these websites and look further into things on a deeper level but my perspective on tarot is a lot different than other people's um I don't like reading upside down cards because I believe you can get the shadow energy regardless if it's upside down or upright I don't think it needs to be upside down for it to be the shadow energy of something all the cards are represented by zodiac signs planets they all fall into different element categories You know, just really going into a lot of the finer details that, like, okay, you know what the card means, but you didn't know that Virgo rolled that card, or you didn't know that, you know, Mercury rolls this card, or whatever. And so I just want to like get into that. Then we're going to move into Oracle in depth. I'm also going to, um, you know, give people an opportunity to work in a community stance with giving readings during that period. So we'll have some breakout sessions during the live. People will be in partners and we'll go into little like little cubby sections on the Zoom and then we'll come back into the big group. So I've got just like a lot planned. I'm really anxious and excited to launch. Um, And another really cool thing that I'm doing that hasn't really been promoted is once you join the first round, it's 12 weeks. I'm going to take the month of September off and then we're going to fire up in October, November and December, finishing up the week before Christmas and the holidays And we will basically in depth dive even deeper, but in a sense that you already know the information. So you're going to feel more confident, more comfortable. And I'm going to let anyone who is in round one join the second round for $22, which is around like a dollar a week. So, you know, it's going to be fire and I'm really excited to really open up the teaching arena on Zoom and then also having the recordings for people who can't attend live so they don't have to stress about it.
1: That's been something that I found really, really helpful with my classes was recording it if they couldn't make it live. And then um, I don't know if you've, if you have like a, a board already, like a pin board, but there's an app called Trello that's free and you can literally make like, um, different like section note cards and shit like that and put pictures with things and descriptions and then links to different sources and stuff. And that's what, that's just what I've used for, um, classes. Cause it was like a, it's just an easier thing for me to be able to put it all like into one app and be like, here's this for the week, you know?
0: Yeah. I'm really going to make this more of like a self guided throughout the week like the homework and like the powerpoint or it's not powerpoint but like the presentation is going to be downloadable so that you have all of that and so like i really want the user to feel more hands-on about their perception because i find like i can give you all the notes but if you're not taking some notes during the class or you don't pay attention yourself to the details I can talk to them blue in the face. So like okay. I'm kind of leading it like more of a like a college course. Like I'm not gonna like message everyone every week, like, oh my God, are you gonna be there? You know, or here's the link. Like there's gonna be a Google Doc. It's gonna be week one, week two, like all the things that you need will be in there. It's up to you to stay like on top of things, be current, You know, I'm gonna basically, like I said, we're gonna pick two QA dates. Um, in the second class, not the first class, we'll pick them in the second class, and that way, like, there's two Q and A sessions that are optional, um, for people that are having questions about the material before we like move deeper. You know what I mean? So, I think that there will just be like a good scope in the way that I like to teach things. I'm very visual, and I'm a very like on point kind of thing. Like, I don't do well with knowing everything I'm going to say. I do better with just channeling, but I have like. 20 15 to 20 slides for every week you know that are going to keep everyone in like some type of thing and then I have a homework um homework sheet that you print out and you can use every week and it's gonna go hard so it's pretty much coming together like very rapidly like right now I'm just in the in the depths of all the tarot cards and just like getting you know I want to make sure that I have perspective from a lot of different sources for those as well because there are so many meanings about like just the ins and outs of like the fucking robes that they're wearing and what colors they are and like there's just some deep things that like people don't teach necessarily because I guess it's more of a perspective too so you know I don't know I think people can teach whatever they want to teach but I read tarot from like a soul level not from like a book level so I'm going to teach it that way so like by the time you finish my course you're going to read for a soul level not for your human material like oh I'm right or oh I got that right you know a lot of people are like want all these confirmations and I think that it's really for the reader to have the confirmation you know like like the, I'm not the reader but the the sitter to have that confirmation from their own like spirit guides like a reader can give you that information but it's really up to you to confirm it because I'll be honest like spirit has totally had people give me readings that um were not in tune with my energy, and it, the whole test of the reading was nothing against the reader, but it was more about me doing like an intuition check on, like, okay, no, that does not resonate. Like, what are they talking about? Rather than just being like, oh my god, they're a reader, so they told me this and it's right. So, in my class, I'm gonna really go into like how to really trust your messages so that you're using your messages first reader messages secondary
1: does that make sense yeah no that totally makes sense and I think that there is an importance on if you're going to be doing readings from other people and I think this is what you're saying knowing and understanding yourself so that you can see what messages actually resonate for you and what things you're like that's just not aligned and I'm not about to implement any of that into my life because that is just not sitting
0: Yeah. And I think that's like the journey of tarot is like learning to trust yourself, to trust the process, to trust the unknown, to be on the fool's journey and like know nothing about what you're about to do. Um, But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, just basically like my class is more centered around like really trusting yourself so that you're your main guru, I guess. And then secondary how to perform and be in good standing to be giving messages to other people because a lot of people need to align their own energy before trying to help other people in any way shape or form and so in my class what I want to really get in the first like three weeks is we're diving really deep into the ethics and just like the moral obligations behind things because you have so much responsibility being in other people's energy that's why it is very sacred and I think that as like human we tend to have our own programs and like our own bias and our own things and so like how to put all that aside to really convey what spirit's trying to tell you because sometimes like we won't say things as a reader that like don't make sense to us or something like I've seen that before like readers that like They are trying to read a textbook definition or look at these cards from a textbook arena. And like, they're not giving the message that spirit's giving to them. They're just like, well, the two of swords means, you know, like, they're just not like giving that soul reading. So I think what my class about just like in basics, learning what the basic meanings and in-depth meanings are of the cards, but really learning more about your own intuition and like how to decipher, you know, that fear from that illusion energy
1: yeah I'm looking forward to the class because you know I've taken tarot classes before but everybody reads differently and from the standpoint that I took classes from before was very much by people who had a focus on drawing to traumatic events that people have been through and um there there is and that goes with that like wanting a reaction type of thing and um, in a mediumship course that I took, the the woman would always say, don't read from your ego, you should be channeling, which is like your ego shouldn't be involved in the reading at all because when you're channeling, you should just be conveying whatever messages are coming through without you filtering that out for the person that you're giving the reading to. and Sometimes that's really hard to do, especially like if you're somebody who listens and you're not super comfortable with gifts that you have, if you don't think that you would be able to just give a message that's intended for somebody, even if it makes zero fucking sense to you and feel like maybe, you know, you're crazy in the moment or whatever, if you can't deliver that message, then it's not a time yet that you should read other people because you shouldn't ever be filtering your message that you're receiving out for somebody else. There, you know, that I I always talk about it, Paige, but that reading that you did for me, like the very first reading that I ever got with you, you were saying all kinds of stuff that would make absolutely zero fucking sense to you. And because you don't pause and you don't have the reaction of like, see, it makes sense, right? Like I knew that it didn't mean jack shit to you, but it changed my whole course of what i was doing and everything came through and made sense for me and so um yeah that's my biggest thing if you're listening take classes harness like harness your gifts and understand how to utilize it for other people um without your ego involved before you read others
0: totally totally agree And I love because people think that I know what I say in my readings. I don't like, they'll be like, remember you told me to do that. And I don't, I love you all. And I love the confirmation, but I need footnotes of what I told you because I, unless I'm going to go back and watch it, I don't know. And I don't go back and watch them. You know what I mean? So I love that when people are like that super resonated with me and they give me details. I'm like, yes, I remember now, but it's like, I need a refresher sometimes because I forget. Um, when does your class start?
1: My class uh so it's starting uh, Tuesday June 6th. So I'm going to yours Monday and then Tuesday class starts and mine is personalizing your craft. So it's the class that I've ran before. Um but we talk about a bunch of different shit. So we talk about Um, It's basic fundamentals of like witchcraft things. And then because it's personalizing your craft, it's teaching you how to apply it to wherever you are in your spiritual journey. So um, like opening up circles, we talk about what the history of a circle is, different situations that you would use them for. Um, and different examples, and then how to construct your own, depending on what energy you work with, where you are on your spiritual journey, what you're comfortable with, what your purpose is. Um, And that also has like its own side focus on meditation, because a lot of people are like, I don't know how to meditate. And um, learning about like circles for yourself can teach you uh, meditation and how to visualize things. So I love that. Um, We spend a week on um, protection magic and we have an additional focus on how to do that discreetly. Everything that we talk about in class, because I get so many people who we call it being in the broom closet, but basically like can't be outward with like any spiritual practices. We teach how to do everything in a discreet way where other people wouldn't know what you're doing. And so we talk about various ways that you can do protection magic and how to find what's going to work for you we spend a week on uh dream interpretations which is one of my favorites um we do we do a bunch of different shit and i have it all listed on my website if you guys want to go and take a look i have my enrollments open right now i take 10 students and i have a couple spots left and then this is the last time that i'm gonna run the class um till probably the end of the year or next year
0: beautiful so you could take both of our classes simultaneously hey, sure um, could. yes we have both added new tiers to our patreon i am phasing out the lower tiers on my patreon so if you're listening and you're on um like the eight dollar tier We're phasing it out with new offerings and spell work and circles and things that are especially intimate just for a certain group of people. The power circle is going to be Friday, June 2nd, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. This energy is going to be transformative. This energy is going to be loud and exciting. I'm really excited because I bought middle finger candles and this is going to be a fuck the haters upgrade. And I'm really excited about it because they smell so divine. And she literally balanced the little middle finger on like a little Reese cup uh, candle melt. And it's just perfect. Everything's perfect about it. And I am so excited to do a cord cutting from past attachment from our exes, from old friends, from old jobs, from old places of living. We're clearing old debt, old karma, old soul contracts. So you don't want to miss it. The moon circle is going to be getting some upgrades and the energy exchange is changing. So sign up for the Patreon to be included or sign up on my website for the power circle. And all of that information is in our description box. Thank you all for coming to Candyland. We are so excited. We've got four more episodes until we take our month break and come back with season three. So we can't wait to get to it.
1: Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next time.
0: Bye.
1: Bye.